0: If you're looking for a partner to help you with marketing, I highly recommend you reach out to Andrew Lowen at Next Level Web. In the last year, Andrew and his company have helped board game creators raise more than $2 million on Kickstarter, and 91% of those campaigns funded in the first 24 hours, and 74% of those campaigns were from first-time creators. They have a system that works and offer solutions ranging from helping you build ads for your project all the way to fully managing your marketing campaign. So if you're looking for a reliable marketing partner for your upcoming campaign, visit nextlevelweb.com kickstarter and fill out a contact form.
1: Hosting for the Board Game Design Lab podcast is sponsored by Quartermaster Logistics, the leader in crowdfunding fulfillment and warehousing. Check them out at qmlogistics.com. Welcome to the Board Game Design Lab podcast. A proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Each week... We want to bring you an insightful interview on a specific topic in board game design to help you design and create games people love. And now, here's your host, Gabe Barrett. What's up my friends, welcome to the Board Game Design Lab.
0: Today, we're talking about InDesign. We're talking about how to use InDesign to get the most out of it as far as your board game design process specifically looking at cards and boards and boxes and basically how to use this graphic design software to its full potential, which will, in my opinion, speed up your process a great deal. I've been uh, using it for my latest game, my next game in the Hunted series, and this has drastically sped up, the process by which me and the graphic designer can create cards and change cards and do all sorts of really cool things. And we're talking to Jeff Turner from Golden Mantis
2: Productions. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you. You know, very excited to be here chatting with you. So.
0: Yeah, man, really glad to have you. You know, you sent me a message about the different things you're using InDesign for, and I was like, man, that's that's interesting. Let's talk about that for 20 minutes or 25 minutes. Like, let's see where this goes, and just kind of give me the high level of, of like how you use this software, but also like the more granular, like step by step. How do you do this? You know, step one open this, step into. And so hopefully this will be a really good kind of overview for maybe how people can use InDesign and some other, you know, similar software uh, to improve their game design process, especially when it comes to the speed and efficiency of their process. But also this can maybe be a kind of a step-by-step tutorial uh, almost of like how to do things and, and just go from step one to step whenever of how to do these really interesting things in the process. But before we get into that, who are you? How'd you get into game design? All that kind of thing.
2: Yeah. So, uh, so like you said, my name is Jeff Turner and uh, online I, I use the moniker Dr. Usual. That's uh, my my base website actually is Dr. Um I've actually been a, you know, an avid gamer for all of my life back to Dungeons and Dragons, Axis and Allies, you know, uh, uh, all the old war games and, uh, and just all sorts of different tabletop games. Uh, A few years back, I decided that it would be fun to actually start trying to create my own games. And I got particularly interested in it because... Way back when, like you know, in the in the Stone Age, say the 1990s, you know, when I first looked at trying to design a, a game, it was very challenging. They, 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 we didn't have online resources like we have today, and the idea of manufacturing something overseas was, you know, th- that seemed like something that big companies do, you know, not not what I do from my uh, from my apartment or house. Um, A couple of years back, I discovered that there are now, you know, lots of resources to be able to put games together and go all the way through uh, marketing, building an audience and uh, and actual production. So, I thought, you know, this this would be something to finally try. So over the past couple of years, I've really focused on card based games. And uh, and that's, of course, what led to to needing something like InDesign or uh, some desktop publishing knowledge.
0: Very cool. And let's just jump right into that. So what exactly is InDesign? Give me like a high level overview of the software and kind of maybe what it's similar to what you would want to use it for. And I know like Adobe has a ton of different things so kind of give me the big picture of all that stuff.
2: Sure. So like you said, Adobe is, uh, I'm sorry, uh, InDesign is an Adobe product. It's, it's part of the Adobe creative cloud. Um, uh, and it is specifically the desktop publisher that comes with creative cloud. Uh, Other desktop publishers that have been out there in the past, uh, Microsoft used to make a really good one that was called, you know, very creatively Microsoft Publisher. Um, And uh, uh, I don't remember if PageMaker is still around or not. I don't think that it is, but that's another one that uh, some older tech users might be familiar with. Uh, Essentially the desktop publisher allows you to do layout work for any kind of publication or, or item that's meant to be printed. Um, so, you know, it could be a brochure, it could be a newspaper or a magazine. You could lay out a book, and more importantly, you can lay out things that are that are not necessarily reading format, uh, but still require a lot of of graphic design work. So, cards, games boxes and, uh, and, uh, other types of, uh, of containers. Uh, and of course the the beauty of it is you can use the things that you lay out in there for either, uh, print purposes or for online graphics. So, so that's uh, in a nutshell, that's what, uh, that's what InDesign does for you is lets you take all of those elements that are going to be on a page or on a container or on a card, lay them out correctly and, uh, uh, and tie together all of your graphics, your text, and then little essentials like your uh, your uh, your page numbers, copyright notices, wh- whatever else needs to needs to show up in print.
0: Gotcha. And now it's not free. And I want to purpose early on that this is not a free program. And there are some maybe free alternatives uh, out there that could be maybe close. Although a lot of it is like this part of the program is free. But you, if you want all the fun stuff, you got to pay. You know, extra is kind of how things things work. Free up until uh, the moment you need something more specific. Uh, But tell me why I would want to use something like InDesign as opposed to, you know, Microsoft Paint or something very basic, very simple that maybe comes preloaded on my desktop. Why would I want to use InDesign or something equivalent?
2: Yeah. So the, the, there's two primary reasons. Uh, the first one, the really general reason is that of course, if you're using something like InDesign, you've got a lot of functionality in there, which is also the reason why, you know, it's, it's certainly expensive compared to any free, uh, software package out there. And, and the Adobe suite is at the, uh, the more expensive end of software in general, but it is absolutely full of, of powerful features, right? The, uh, uh the second reason that you might use this that you'd want to use inDesign is that uh specifically it has a data merge feature and uh that's that's where I see the most power in it. uh one of my games consists of two hundred and twenty cards, the other one is hundred and four cards so imagine that you've used say paint for example to to lay out uh, your cards and you've decided you decide later yeah, I want to do something relatively simple like heck i just want to change the font on all of my cards really simple thing right well if you've done 110 cards in uh in Paint or other some other package individually, you're gonna go through and change all of the fonts one card at a time. And if there are multiple text um, elements on those cards, it's gonna take, uh, take say two or three operations per card. So, so the, the data merge feature that you get with InDesign is one of those really powerful pieces of functionality that I think really makes it a, a tool of choice for game designers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And this is where I have found just a tremendous amount of time savings for my latest project. It's got, I don't know, around 150 cards and similar kind of concept um, where, you know, 70 of these cards are all the same in that they have the same template as far as the you know different icon areas. They have the same box for like where the title of the card is and the flavor text, like all those things are the same across cards. And so now if we need to make a change, maybe we want to completely change one of the icons well, now it's one thing as opposed to going through, you know, 40 of the cards that have that icon and having to change it 40 times. And so this has been just a tremendous savings in time and money. You know, if you're paying a graphic designer by the hour to do this kind of work, or even if you're just thinking on your own, like your own time and how much your time is worth. And you're having to think through like my opportunity cost of by the hour of doing these, these changes, it, it could be a tremendous amount of savings. Uh, and so let's talk, maybe give me the step-by-step, like, how do you do this? Let's kind of walk through the data merge for InDesign and uh, just maybe lay things out. Maybe some of the things you had to maybe made a mistake on, like, well, I did it this way for a long time and that was fine, but this is, here's the better way. So anything like that, let's just kind of go step-by-step how you would do this.
2: Sure. So the, the the very first thing to do, of course, is to actually create some content, right? You need to create the, the card text and, uh, and actually some content Uh, for elements that are not text, but are things that you can control with the data merge. And I'll, I'll come back to those later, but for now, let's just, uh, let's assume a really basic card where we just have a title and some flavor text, right? The easiest way to do this is simply in a spreadsheet, whether you're using Excel, Google sheets, uh, anything like that, um, you just create one line, one, one row per card. and one column per element say column a is your title and column b is your flavor text and just start writing away so so i've got a a spreadsheet um and then what you're going to end up doing is converting that spreadsheet to a to a comma delimited file so a, a basic text file that uh that you could open up in notepad on your computer and it just has your uh your 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 title and your flavor text of each row in uh, quotation marks and separated by commas. That right there is all you need to start driving a um, data merge in uh, uh, InDesign. So we save that and I'll uh, kind of keep walking through there, save that file off somewhere, open up InDesign and create a basic card layout and then activate the data merge feature. What it's going to do is ask you to, pair up the the data merge control box with the text file. It's going to read the first line of the text file to come up with the, the names of your elements. In this case, I've got title and flavor, and then I'm going to be able to lay out on my, my card design, a placeholder for each one of those. Uh, It'll look like a little, uh, a little curly braced uh, text field that actually says title for the title and flavor for the flavor. Uh, From there, I can start now formatting how those are going to look, and this is where this is where the functionality available in the in the uh, design program really matters. One of the reasons I like InDesign is that it gives me a lot of really dynamic control. For instance, uh, my it's a very common thing for my my titles to sometimes require two lines. Right, the cards only two and a half inches wide, and of course you have to have a safe zone on on either side of it, on either border. So I've actually only got about say two inches to work with on the width of the card. Um, if I position the the text placeholder for the title on the card such that it is anchored by the center. And I can tell InDesign that it is allowed to grow only, uh, only say down. Um, then uh, when I go to it, when I when when the merge encounters a title that requires two rows of of text, uh, it will grow down, not up, and therefore not invade the the safe zone at the top of the card. Uh, same thing with my flavor text. I can tell it, you know, I really want this to be centered in the card. But of course, some of my flavor text is going to be eight lines of text and some of it's going to be three lines of text. So uh, because of the way that I can force the anchoring and force the grow dimensions for that, that text placeholder, I've got a lot of control on how it's going to look when, when the data is all merged. So go back to some of the details on that later. But the, the next key step is once I've got that layout done, I can preview it right there in InDesign, I can tell it, just show me a couple of of cards, how they would look after I merge, then tell it to merge. And InDesign simply goes through and if it finds 200 rows in that text file, it creates a new document that has 200 individual cards, each one with the the title and the flavor text from a, a row of your text file um, substituted for the placeholders. So right there, I've got everything I need. The, the final step is typically to do a, uh, an export of that merged file. And this is another reason why I really like InDesign. I've only got one file at this point with, uh, with 200 cards in it. But when I go to export those to say the, the PNG format that I'm going to use to upload to, to the game crafter, um, I go to I go to, to trigger the export and it will automatically export those 200 cards into 200 individual PNG files with the name sequentially numbered. So I've got now action card one, action card two, all the way through action card 200. And I can just grab all of those and drop them right into the uh, either, you know, the the uh, the Dropbox file where I'm sharing them with my design partner or the Game Crafter webpage template to uh, to create my prototype or whatever. So those are the those are the really high level steps how you do it. Um, let me pause there and see what other what, if that prompted other questions, Gabe, or if you'd like me to go into some detail about those. Yeah,
0: this is excellent, and it sounds it sounds relatively simple. You know, now some things might be a little more complicated once you get in practice, but it seems like it's not that challenging. Uh, if you have an illustration. You know, on the card. So let's say you have got something. You've got something like a magic card, right? You've got the title at the top, and then you've got an illustration there that takes up about half of the card, and then you've got the ability on the bottom half. Well, tell me how the illustration comes in, and how InDesign knows exactly what you know, which illustration to put on each card.
2: Yeah, that's a great question, and it's it's a really good example of uh, again the power of this and a. Uh, uh, and also a little bit of uh, what it helps, you know, wh- what are those areas where it helps to to find out from somebody who's done it before. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it's very, very, very useful. So you actually can, uh, in, in your, your initial document, uh, let's go back to the the spreadsheet. Uh, you, you could start this actually, by the way, as uh, purely as a text file. I prefer to start it as a spreadsheet so I can see all these elements nicely grouped into uh, into columns. So, looking at my spreadsheet now, I've got uh, column A. I actually have a card number because I'm a big believer in in having a card number there. Um, column B, I've got my title. Column C, I've got my flavor text, and then column D has a header that is the uh, that starts with the at sign and uh, and then says back file. Right. So so it's got kind of a uh, that that at sign is going to tell InDesign. That what it's seeing below this is not text, but is a uh, but is a file path, and each one of the rows in that column actually has the uh, the file path to my hard drive to to where the uh, the background graphic is that I want to use for the card in question. So and in a similar fashion, I can put tokens on the card. Let's say that I've got four different types of cards and I want them to be recognizable by some symbol that's in the r- upper right-hand corner, um, I can create a column that has the path to that symbol file. So now, as I go and build my, my merge template, uh, when, when I've connected the text file to the, uh, to, to the mail merge process in InDesign, the, the field list that becomes available, the placeholder list, will include that column called back file. And instead of putting a text box onto my onto my merge template, I simply bring a an image frame out there. Um, I identify, I, I drag and drop the uh, the placeholder for the the background file header onto that image frame, and then I can format the image frame similarly to how I format the uh, uh, all of the uh, the text fields. Um, and of course, you can also do things here like say. Put in a uh, you know put in a drop shadow uh you can tell it to uh you can tell it to scale this image um, one of the uh one of the neat techniques that i've developed for this for for my earlier game where i could have i could have flavor text but i could also have flavor images is uh uh you can actually tell it to put this put this image in if there is no flavor text but to use this other image frame if there is flavor text so that both will fit i've basically got three scenarios there the card has a an image it has flavor text or it has both flavor text and an image and of course i need to be able to fit both of those things on there appropriately so by uh you know by by manipulating the the properties of the text frame and the image frame, you can make them all fit and only have very, very minimal work after they're merged to go through and just make sure did, did everything fit without overlapping too much and so forth. So uh, so really, really quick for putting the uh, images out there and that's particularly good. That's particularly good for when your background image is going to to change or let's say that uh, my, my favorite scenario, I think that i have put together the coolest looking graphic layout for my card and uh you know i i i've worked on this I've, I've merged them all together i've got examples go to my favorite facebook uh, design group and say hey everybody check out the cards that i put and immediately the the critique starts coming through you know i wouldn't have made that i wouldn't have made that white on red there you know or i think that you should go from the the neon colors to more pastel or whatever um well now all i have to do is go adjust the the image file itself and don't even have to change anything in my uh in my merge template i just remerge it and you know the, the time that's spent on that is 15 minutes to get over my indignation that nobody liked my graphic layout, five minutes to change the uh, the graphic file, and another three minutes, you know, to to remerge the whole thing. So it's uh, <laughs> it really makes those updates quick.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. absolutely. And now when you're going to add, like, icons to a card, is it a similar process or is there something a little bit different? Because it feels like the icon might need to go on top of that background illustration. So tell me how that works.
2: Yeah, very similar process. So we just have another column in our, in our original text file that, uh, that shows the, the path to the icon. Um, and then in the, the layout of the, of the, the, the merge file, the merge template, um, you just have to make sure that the, the text, I'm sorry, the image frame for the icon is at the proper layer level it's it, like you said it's it's on top of the background so uh uh so that the the finished product will be you know the uh the, the finished merge will be and in that case the uh the mail merge process will look at it and say okay the, the bottom layer of this card is that background image and it's just it's just all red you know maybe it has a border around it but or or it's just all red and then the next thing coming up is the is the icon images and they're actually at the uh, the same level or layer on the card as my as my uh, title text right so i have to make sure that they don't overlap you know um or else it uh, or else it'll kick out an error so but it's it's very very easy to lay that stuff out that way probably the well, one of the really key things to remember though with the uh with things like those icon images is that uh when you're working with your artist on on creating that the those images it really helps a lot for the artist to have given you a vector image because the vector image will scale to any size without getting distorted right so that's a, that's a real key when you're working with the artist um the beauty of working uh, another another nice thing about working with indesign is that if you're working with a professional artist they're probably using adobe photoshop and illustrator so their vector files that they export from illustrator are going to work they're always going to work with your indesign uh merge file uh so my artist can work on that that uh, icon file at a, at a very very large image size but i can shrink it down to a a quarter inch by quarter inch little symbol on my card and it'll still look good vice versa The artist works on that image and creates a, you know, a one and a half inch by one and a half inch image for me. And I decide later, you know, I want to, I want to use this also on advertising. I'm going to put it on my webpage or on my one, my one sheet or wherever I can blow that up to a much larger size. And because it's a vector image, uh, it, it doesn't distort or pixelate as uh, as I blow it up. So that's one of the little key things to remember when you're, when you're creating that content to begin with is that, uh, you, you can never go wrong by having a vector image to use versus a, a non-vector.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And just to clarify, to make sure I understand this correctly, if I ever want to change an icon or change an illustration, either completely, or if I just need to tweak the colors or, or tweak something about it, all I need to do is change the file name so that it matches up with whatever the path leads to. So I could delete, you know, one icon and then create a new icon. But as long as it has the same name, as what that path leads to, then it'll change, in all the all the cards when I remerge, right?
2: Yeah, exactly right. You can uh, you can either you've got a lot of options there. You can either uh, uh, save the new image with the exact same file path and name as the old one, and then you don't have to change anything in your uh, in your merge template or your your merge file. Um, or you can, you know, let's say that you, you want to try out this other image, but you're not sure that you're going to think that it looks better in the long run. So you save your new image with a, a new file name, go into your merge file and just change the, uh the uh, uh, change the, uh, the name that it's pointing at to the, to the new image, go merge them and, and take a look. You know, the other thing though, that another, another nice option that's, uh, that I really like about doing this merge style is that. I actually ran into this with uh, with, with one of my games. I, I had some image files in there and then decided, you know, I've got these, I've got six different images in here, symbols for, for card types. And it occurs to me now that I'm laying these out, that they would look better if they were somewhat transparent. You know, they, uh, um, if I could just decrease the transparency a little bit, because I, I just want a little bit of a faded look. Well, you know, one way to handle that would be to go back to the original image source files and and tweak those. I am not an artist myself. I, I work with a, an extremely talented artist. um, And, uh, you know, so I would have to send those image files back to her and ask her, hey, could you give me one that is, you know, transparency. Um, You know, could you redo these that way? Well, that could be a really aggravating process, particularly for her, if I'm just doing this trial and error wise, right? But there's a shortcut. Um, in my in my merge template, I can just set the property of the I can set the transparency property property of the image frame to whatever level of transparency I want, and then once again, it's going to it's going to manage that for me when I merge. Don't even have to change anything with my underlying graphics. So it's just another way that it really really can save you a lot of time um, and uh, maybe save your relationship with your uh, with your design partners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Is there anything else, either for the uh, data merge, the mail merge, the little nuances or little things, or just in general about InDesign that you found to be really helpful with
2: uh, game design? Yeah, there's uh, actually uh, uh, one of the things that uh, that I always love pointing out to people because... Uh... Uh, mainly because I haven't seen anybody else having used this trick already, so I feel like maybe I actually uh, invented something fairly new. Um, what, what are the one uh, of the things that I've run into with both games is that sometimes what I want is the fl- I want flavor text and then some sort of separator or even just some separating space and then some actual, uh some actual game content down there for instance the the flavor text might say um i for one welcome our new alien overlords and then there's supposed to be a a clear space break uh and i or at least a new line and it has the instructions of remove one voter card from play okay so flavor text yes but then actually game instructions below that at the very least i want to have a line break i'd rather have some space in there So a nice little trick you can do for that is uh, is I'll actually put in I'll actually still have that only as as one field in the data merge, Um, because, of course, if it's two fields, I have to then mess around with anchoring each of those fields somewhere in relation to each other and make them grow the right way. Right. If the uh, growers shrink the right directions, that can be real challenging. Much, much easier way to do this is my my single field for the flavor text says, I for one welcome our new alien overlords. There's a period. And then I have a, a what I call an escape uh, a string there or a special string there. I actually have it say, in this case, DBL. And then immediately it says, remove a voter card from play. What happens is after the merge is done, I've got uh, a number of cards that have the, the the flavor text out there with DBL somewhere in the middle. And I can just use the find and replace feature in InDesign to search for DBL and replace that with two carriage returns. You know? and, uh, and you've immediately got a, a space break there that, um, that uh, makes it so that you get automatic nice layout of all of that text but at the same time, you still have that separation between your flavor and your instructional text. So uh, that's one of my it's one of my favorite uh, uh, little techniques or, or tips to share with people about doing this kind of merge. Um, the uh, the the other one that I would strongly recommend too is uh, uh, is that when you're when you're using just InDesign in general, keep in mind that. Uh, that you you don't have to use InDesign just for the data merge. You know, number one, it's fantastic for laying out things that might have uh, that might have some irregular shapes to them, like uh, let's say that you're laying out the, the the cover or the bottom of your box. Uh, as anybody who's done this before knows. You're you're not just putting a rectangle out there, right? <laughs> Boxes have lots of folds. They have multiple edges, you, and you have to make sure that you're orienting uh, all your elements the right way, so that when your box is printed and folded, uh, everything is going to be you know be reading the direction that you want it to. Um, I certainly use InDesign for all of that, and it again, you know, one of my favorite prototyping systems using the Game Crafter. Uh, you can simply download the templates right from Game Crafter, uh, put them into your InDesign document and lower their transparency so that you have nice guidelines there for putting your elements down. Uh, and of course, I'm sure other other uh, uh, production production systems like if you're using drive-through cards or you're working with a, uh, a printer somewhere else I'm sure that they have similar templates that you can use but uh, by all means I would I would recommend using InDesign for that stuff laying out your rules and rule books uh, you know whatever else that, uh, that that you need to do that you need to have printed or uh, or to produce images for your uh, for your web assets
0: yeah absolutely and speaking of the game crafter I know they have their own similar software called component studio that has a lot of this functionality Uh, i don't think it has nearly as much but one of the great things about that secret uh, software is that it feeds directly into the game crafters system. And uh, so it's maybe a little bit easier if you're using the game crafter for a lot of what you're doing. I think it's also a good bit cheaper. I know it's a paid thing. I think it's you know, monthly, a monthly cost, but I know it's a good bit cheaper than InDesign. So, you know, if you don't need something crazy uh, feature rich, then it might have everything you need. I think NANDEC, N A N D E C K is also worth checking out. It's a free uh, piece of software that does some of these things. I know it does the data merge, uh, Uh, It has the data merge functionality and I know a lot of designers use it for these kinds of things as well. So maybe that's worth looking into uh, also, but uh, yeah, InDesign, it just has a lot of functionality. It's got a lot of really cool things you can do to speed up your game design process. Well, Jeff, this has been great, man. Do you have any closing thoughts or anything you want to leave listeners with, or you know, want to kind of send them an encouraging word if they're getting into this kind of stuff?
2: Yeah, you know, I think uh, I I think the the, the encouraging word is always a good thing to have in there. You know, I'd say the uh, um, I'd say w- one of the things I would definitely encourage people on is that uh, is that uh, if they're if they're looking at you know di- different people have different strengths with what they with what they do in game design. There there are some people that. There are some people that it just comes natural to them to write 150 really funny cards and other people who think that's a grueling task, you know, and and there are some people that look at hey, I need to produce I need to produce something from in Hong Kong and ship it and they think, oh, no, there's no way I could do this, you know, and other people think that no problem at all. Um, I'm sure there are people out there that look at the technological aspects and think, good lord, there are so there is just so much you can do in something like InDesign. I wouldn't even know where to start. Um if 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 you're one of those people I would encourage you to jump in and just give it a try. You know, lots of good resources online, both the the Adobe communities, uh, resources on Reddit, people in different Facebook groups. You know, look for the tutorials, look for for how to how to do this. Contact somebody that you know has used it and say, "Hey, could you walk me through getting started on this?" But uh, uh, but it's just it's one of those things that I would say to someone who's not really comfortable with this level of software, it probably looks really daunting. Um, but, uh, but it is truly one of those things that uh, if, if you've got the passion for your game design and you really want to get this done, um, you probably already have the capability to, to to learn these functions and learn this kind of software and get it done. So don't don't let something like this be the thing that stops your your dream or your passion for creating a game and getting it getting it out there for people to play.
0: yeah, I totally agree. Well, Jeff where can people find you online find about your games and uh, all that
2: oh so the uh, the the best place to go look online is uh, my website skipworkplaygames.com uh, all one big long word skip work play games and uh, both uh both of my both my my game that's available now is uh shows up on there there'll be a a link to the game crafter where you can purchase steal this election uh, and then there's also a a uh, more traditional slower burn type of, uh, independent game on there. I'm currently trying to build up the, the pre-launch audience for a, a Kickstarter, um, uh, a Kickstarter game called uh, four day weekend. So, um, yeah, feel free to, to go visit skip work play games and check out the stuff I have on there. And you can also find some, uh, some nice, uh, blog tutorials that i've written on things like 3d printing for for games and uh, i'll be adding some uh, some blogs specific to using indesign so uh appreciate it uh, anybody that wants to go visit I, i'm certainly happy to to see you there awesome
0: well jeff really appreciate your time really appreciate you coming on the show good luck with those games and everything else you got going on right now
1: excellent thanks very much and thanks for having me thanks for listening